Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 252. That's 252. It's the ENS Wolves podcast. A little bit, little bit low on the lilililives today because it's an early morning show and I haven't had my coffee yet. I'm your host Nathan Judah. Delighted to be joined as ever by Mr. Liam Keen. Liam, how's it going, pal? I'm not too bad, mate. You know what? It's it's gone quick this season, hasn't it? I've been I've been reflecting this week. Has it? It's been going. Pretty slow the last seven weeks, I'll be honest, but carry on. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, May and April feel like they've been, they've lasted a year on their own. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm getting emotional. Um, oh dear, here we go, <laughs> tears. It's like little mix, little, little mix, uh, end of concert all, all over again. Oh, how was that? It was alright, mate, it was good, it was good. Um, Saturday I was at the O2, uh, seeing the last concert, lots of tears. Um, that was just me in the crowd. Um, and uh, did a good job, helped Lana with a kit out at the O2, um, had a few drinks on the night, then... The main the main rap party was on the Sunday night, but obviously I had to do Norwich, so uh, was on a train at nine a.m. Not feeling well, hanging basically. Uh, train got cancelled. Three changes to Norwich. Watch that. <laughs> um, and then realised my other um, my other train had been cancelled. So if anyone saw me running through Wolverhampton, because I had to get from the, I had to get from the stadium to the train station in nine minutes, which wasn't great. Anyway. Made it with a minute to spare. Got on the train, or this train that had been cancelled, so an alternative train. And I thought, oh, I feel okay here. I'm a bit warm, but I'm okay. Wearing a hoodie and, and T-shirt, and then... You know, when you sat next to someone because it's a busy train, and five minutes in, and you say, oh, I feel okay. And then you start getting a bit warmer, a bit warmer, and then the drips start. Oh, no. I was... It was like Niagara Falls. I'm not joking, and not in a good way. It was NiagaraFalls.net. Anyway, made it um, straight out, and uh, yeah, if anyone uh, has got uh, Alana's <laughs> Instagram page, which I think they have, you'll see uh, you'll see me at five thirty a.m. in the middle of Piccadilly uh, Station or Circus, uh, wasted, which uh, probably says a lot about the night, to be honest. Um, wasted throughout, yeah, another Sunday night slash Monday morning in London, mate. So um, yeah, lots of shenanigans and uh, stuff that I will not be repeating on this podcast. But it was fun. It was a fun night. You've been doing a lot more partying than me. Obviously. I know, mate. I, I can't do any more, mate. 41, what's going on? Not, not you, you've been going out a lot. I have. Party I have animal, for me. Mate. Yeah, well, you know, when, when in Rome, um, it was... Um, no, it was, it was fun, mate. It, it was fun, but I can't keep on doing that. I can't keep on keeping it with the cool kids. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm doing this podcast with you now. Bring me back down to earth. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you've got to come back in with the losers and, and the trolls and the... <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> You know, it's um, so. Where were we? I completely forget how we digressed there. Well, I mean, I, I, I was just you know getting emotional thinking about you know, yeah. First season as, as Wolf Support is almost up. It's been a it's been a hell of a ride. Don't um, don't say don't say the, the roller coaster. I hate, I hate it's that. Been a an, an emotional coaster. roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster of emotions. It's been it's been the the privilege and honour of my life to be. <laughs> uh, this, this this seems like a, uh, this seems like a, a, an announcement, but. But I'll be moving on. I'll off. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't really be that easily. Um, but perhaps I'll perhaps I'll save this, you know, emotional guff for uh, for next week because this is, of course, the penultimate one, isn't it? It's, the penultimate. Uh, yeah, we've got we've, we've got one we've next got one week, which we'll um, have a little bit more time on because I've got to get a dentist appointment. I've just told Kita before it on there. So this, <laughs> this this should be actually under an hour. Uh, incredibly, probably the first one of the season that will be under an hour. Um, yeah, it's, it's been it's been great, mate. I mean, it's been it's been great as in, as in covering it with a, with a, with a new person, and like I said, we'll talk about it a little bit more. Um, it's just such a shame that it's it's fizzling out to what it was, and um, 
we kind of discussed last week about next season and about a, re- a rebuild. And I think it is a rebuild, to be honest. I don't think there's one or two changes. I think Wolves are looking at a rebuild and how they go about doing it. Um, who are they backing here? Are they backing George Mendes to find players? Are they backing Scott Sellers, George Mendes, Jeff Shee, to, uh, Bruno Large to find to find players in, in, in a kind of like... Harim and, and trying to fi- find the right men, or are they are they are they looking elsewhere? I mean, I think for me, Bruno Larger deserves to start next season and deserves to have a good shot. And I think that you know, if Wolves finish eighth or ninth or tenth, I think they could finish eleventh, couldn't they? Potentially, but anyway, if they finish one of those spots, I think a lot of people would have taken that this season. But the manner in that it's finish and is finishing. And we discussed last week, I think with Paul Mansell as well, by the way, who did, did a great job when he came on, um, is it's it's such a strange feeling because the way they've gone about it and the way that they're finishing, it feels like Bruno's under a little bit of pressure from some people in the fan base. And they're playing really like a relegation side at this moment in time. I think that's the issue, is that they are playing like, OK, there are circumstances in and around that, but they are playing like a relegation side. Um, and and sometimes getting played outplayed by a relegation side, and we saw that on, on Sunday, Liam, where Norwich were in large periods. This is a Norwich side who were finishing bottom of the Premier League, were in large periods better than Wolverhampton Wanderers, who were in eighth, regardless of who they were putting out on the pitch. And by the way, who they put on the pitch was a decent team. Mm-hmm. So it's um, that's for me. I'm not going to say deeply concerning, but it is a concern going into next season, isn't it? Yeah, it has to be. Um, I mean, neither of us had a, you know much faith going into that Norwich game. You know, Wolves had, had failed to score twice against Norwich, drawing nil nil in the league and losing to them in the uh, in the FA Cup. Um, hadn't played well either of those days. Coming into but they're getting what, battered left, right, and centre Norwich before this game. Aren't I know, they? I know. Yeah. But you, you look at the way Wolves have have been playing, other than the Chelsea comeback, um, very poorly they've been playing, and um, I don't think I had much much confidence. But we. We went into it thinking, you know, they are probably going to win it, and they need to. They probably need to win it fairly comfortably to, yes. to you know, to win some fans over. I think. Um, with, I mean, with Timo Puki looked like the second coming of, you know, <laughs> Gabriel Batistuta. Before my time, mate. Oh, um, <laughs> had I tell you what? Had Puki brought his shooting boots with him, he'd have had a, a first half hatchet probably oh, in, a similar, yeah. in a similar time frame to the De Bruyne. The game would um, be over at half time. Absolutely. He's. I mean, he had. Probably what, what was it? Three real big chances before he scored. Yeah, um, should have should have scored at least one of them. Mm-hmm. Certainly, um, for a striker, you know, I think as a, as a, as a decent, you know, lower half Premier League uh, player, you know, as a decent striker. But he, um, yeah, he, you know, he could very easily could have could have got that. It was it was concerning really how how easily Norwich went through Wolves. Um, I mean, we all know that. How good the defence has been this season, and how all of a sudden, in the last—I mean, how far do we go back? Maybe six or seven games. Um, they've really just, you know, been throwing chances, uh, handing chances rather, over to to the opposition. I mean, how easily Puki was able to get in behind Bolly uh, and Cody, uh, to be fair. But it was always on that right side in that first half, and he was easily uh, slipping through, just making runs in between the two centre halves. No, no communication. All it, all it took was uh, normally Kieran Downs to play one through ball, um, and he's in. Um, it happened too often. That, that's a concern on its own. 
but again, going forward, it's the same old story, wasn't it? That, that Wolves just could not get out of first gear. Um, and I've used that phrase in a, in a positive for how other teams have, um, have, have you know, easily beaten Wolves uh, earlier this season. I think Brighton, for example, Burnley recently didn't have to, to do much to beat Wolves. In, on the other side of the spectrum, Wolves were in the you know in first gear, but not able to actually create anything. It was um, so frustrating, really was because they had more than enough firepower and talent on that pitch to to easily dispatch Norwich. And um, so what's, unfortunately, what's, what's Wolves the, weren't good enough. What? Why? Why? Um, it, maybe you can't put your finger on it exactly, but why has this happened? You know, this is a, this is a, a team like you say who are pushing for Europe, who really should be in Europe because. You know, you just play half decent. You're winning a couple more games. You win a couple more games, and uh, you're in European football next season. I think West Ham can't believe the luck because that they've been as shocking because but they've been playing in Europe, so they've been trying to get to a final. Yet they're still going to qualify for the Conference League next season. So, you know, what is it? Is it is it a mixture of bad bad um, bad managerial decisions on the pitch? Is it a mixture of players who? Let's be honest. Uh, I've got thoughts elsewhere about about a next season and a new season and and keeping fit and being on the in inverted commas beach, being on at a, at a new club and not maybe putting them, themselves about as they would do because they don't want to you know, get injured. It's it's or is it just ability? You know, is it just ability? Are they are they getting found now? Is this the wolves that we kind of? Potentially, you know, feared if it was a half-empty cup at the start of the season, where they think, "Look, this team could be in a relegation battle if things don't work out." I think um, it, it's you know, if you ask Bruno, what he'll say is, um, "I've had players that I've had all season now not with me: Kilman, uh, Semedo, Neves for a period of time, Sice now injured, um, and." They were playing. They were, you know, they were in the team at the time, and Wolves are doing really well. And he's had players come back from injury. Your likes of uh, Johnny Bolly, for example, who haven't been able to to train and play regularly in the early parts of the season to understand what he wants and what he wants to do. And then they've come in and they've had to adapt quickly. That's what he'll say, uh, you know, and and you know, take that, you know, as you will. I think it's it's partly a mixture of that, but for me, it's um, it probably doesn't come as a as a massive surprise because. One, momentum's a massive thing in, in, in football, and I think Wolves have, have suffered from that the last few weeks. Um, in some ways, that can be an easy cop-out, but I do think that is, uh, that is in some way a part of it. But as I say, it doesn't come as a massive surprise, because look at what we spoke about at the beginning of the season, that Wolves, I was going for around 12, I think you were similar, maybe slightly lower uh, in terms of prediction for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to look at the season as a whole, you can't just look at the final third, albeit the final third is concerning. You have to look at it as a whole, and the Wolves are probably where they should be. Maybe it depends on where they finish, of course, on the final day. Where they should be, perhaps slightly above that from what we what we thought. And, and the squad does have gaps in it that need filling. It does have. It's probably slightly unbalanced, and we thought this in the summer. It wasn't addressed. It wasn't addressed in January, and you know it's probably come back to bite them a little bit. Um, so in some ways, it shouldn't really really be a massive shock. And I, and I do think the season as a whole is still a. It's still a success. I know we'll, we'll sort of just dissect that next week, um, so I won't go into it too much. But um, but there will be a review surely at the end of this season, and and some deeply concerning undertones to finish yeah. this season. Where you know seven or eight weeks ago, and they are flying and they're looking at easily, easily breaking their Premier League points record tally. They're nowhere near it now, which is 
amazing, really, when you think about it, you know, seven or eight or nine games ago. And there has to be questions asked, and I'm sure there will be questions asked by the hierarchy with how, how it came to this. Regardless, people, everybody gets injuries, you know. Wolves, okay, there's a couple of games where they're, they're, they're really struggling, but, you know, you look at that side who, who played Norwich on, on Sunday, they should be battering them. They should be, and they weren't. They were nowhere near it. They were nowhere near the um, the kind of level that they need to be to win a... I say to beat Norwich, to, to win a, any kind of Premier League game. Um, and that, for me, is, is the most concerning thing because I must admit, two months ago, I would say, and I think a lot of other clubs, or clubs fans would say, Bruno Large has got to get the players that he wants through this mm. door. He has got to get, and I would say that, and I would still stick to that because I think he has got to be given a chance. But what what I would say is that, you know, maybe from the hierarchy point of view and, and Fosun point of view is, and I'm, I'm pretty sure and I'm certain that Bruno will be in charge next season. Absolutely, I think that's unequivocally a, a, a given. But the leash might be a little bit shorter now because of the way that they have finished these last seven or eight weeks. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's, uh, that's part if they of the start, course, What I'm it? saying to you is, if they start badly next season, you know, and, and end of the day, fan base is the most important thing. And if fans start turning and start, you know, Twitter's a, a, a different section. Of, but I would say that, that there's a few people who were like, Bruno out. They are. At this moment in time, they're like, and Bruno's not the guy for us. When I'm speaking to the fans after the game, I've got a lot of people coming back to me saying, um, he's not the right guy for Wolves and stuff. And I know that's a small, probably a small section. And overall... Um, the fans will be, I think, behind Bruno. But if they start badly next season, I can see things turning pretty quickly. So he will need to have a good pre-season. And for me, he'll need to have a good start. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. They I lose think... the first three next season. Like they do the first three this season. I'd be a little bit worried, to be honest, mm. because as soon as that fan base turns, then then there's going to be questions asked regardless. Because if you're an owner... And your fan base is starting to call and starting to to be frustrated and angry and you know standing outside and and you know chanting. Then then normally there there is there is movement there. So it's a big summer in terms of in terms of squad depth, in terms of turnover of plays, in terms of signing quality, and it's a big summer in terms of getting the right results um, early on. I think. Yeah, I, I think so. It's um, it feels to me like it's. And, you know, perhaps this might be a little bit unfair, but it feels to me like a bit of a mismatch in terms of style and, and, and what they and what Wolves want to do. So this this squad, as we say, it's you know it's very much Nuno squad for the most part, and they played in a certain way for a number of years. Bruno has had to keep the formation, for example, and keep a few things the same, in, so that he doesn't make a massive overhaul and change everything too quickly. And of course, the personnel he's got, a lot of the players are, are very suited to playing the formation. And perhaps aren't that suited to, to other formations, um, and it's very clear that Bruno wants to play a you know a front foot attacking style of football, and it's not that that can't be done in this formation, but I think he, he you know he's made it clear that at some point down the line, whether that's this summer or or beyond, he wants to change the formation and change uh, certainly the, the way they uh, they go forward, um, and it feels to me like there's just, it's just a bit of a mismatch in the last few weeks that Wolves are playing really with the handbrake on they. He wants the team to go for it. The team haven't been able to find the, the openings to go for it and seem tentative to do so. I think that's that's really where it where it comes from going forward. And then the mistakes creeping in, I think that, in defence at least, I think that comes with momentum and confidence. I think once something starts to go against you, 
it almost feels like everything's going against you and and what you know the mistake comes one after the other after the other it's similar for strikers at the other, other at the other end they'll go on a, a streak a barren run they they won't score and then one will go in off their backside and they'll score you know eight and ten so mm. um momentum's a huge thing and i think <coughs> he needs the opportunity bruno to to make the squad in his own image i think it's the phrase i've been using quite a lot recently because i think that that sums up really what he needs to do he needs to create the squad the squad how he wants to Will he be afforded it. that though, Liam? Will he will he get the players in that he wants? Well, he will to an extent. Um, but what? Or will it will it just be will it just be George Mendes get, get, getting the players? Well, it doesn't matter who you want because A, B, C, D, and E are contracted different agencies. We only deal with guest a few. We only well, deal with Portugal. We only deal with a. You know what I'm saying to you is that will he be given the players and then say, okay, look after them, sort them out, or can they identify players that aren't with with George Mendes? Because let's be honest. 90% of the players apart from maybe some of the youngsters and some of the people maybe you know who you haven't heard of are we guest a few so mm. you say you get the players across the line who they want well you know not every player is a George Mendes own player but that's the way it's gone and there seems no signs that that's going to change in the future well yeah I mean the reality is that there's a pattern there isn't there I mean they, they have got players in that aren't um, with guest a few or George Mendes but they're normally so, young kids, aren't they? With a prospect or decent players, they're not. They're not. They're not first team starters, are they? Well, I mean, they brought like a Catrone, for example. I know it didn't work out, but you know that was a that that wasn't a Mendes client. They, they attempted to to make that a you know a big forward signing. Um, so you know, it's not that they're tied to only dealing with him, but there there is a pattern there. You, you know, you, I can't sit here and, and and deny it that there is a pattern there that they work with him more often than they do, and by a big margin as well. More often than they, than they do other people. Um, in terms of that, you know, whether he's allowed to bring in the sons he wants. You know, speaking to obviously Scott Sellers and the way they work, it is very much a committee style. You have Scott Sellers, you have Matt Hobbs, the chief scout, you have Bruno, um, and of course, financially, you'll have you know the, the, the other heads of the of, of the board, you know, Jeff and, and so on in terms of the, the financials. But from a purely football point of, point of view, Bruno, Scott, Matt Hobbs are sort of the main three, um, and and they you know will. Will look at targets, and they, Bruno will say, you know, this is this is the type of player I want, and they'll they'll look at players that fit that profile and that style, um, and he will get players through that he wants, and he will get players through that he's been, but the players have perhaps been brought to him to say, look, this might fit, and he'll look at it and decide yes, no, make a decision. But towards the end of the, the summer window, I have to remember there was, you know, they were trying to get um, Sanchez, Botman, there was a few other players. Um, they obviously missed out on those. There was a couple of very late targets that they considered going for, and Bruno, you know, said no. So um, it, it's not just a one-way street. You know, there there is room to manoeuvre there between the, between the sort of two parties, if you will. But they they you know they'll openly say that and claim that they work as work as one, and they're and they're pleased with how it goes. But every manager always is going to want more players. Is going to want probably better better players because obviously that improves the, the squad and, and you know the. His his career as well, so it's going to be what what I think will help Bruno is that it's going to, it's a big summer, really in terms of the timing. In that you know there's a lot of players out of contract, not necessarily all of them, if any, are going to stay. Of course, Sars looks already like he's off. There's a lot of rumours about Neves, other players. Um, the timing of this, I think, could help Bruno. Um, in hindsight, we may say you know you know we wish we'd kept hold of A, B, and C, but the timing right now, I think, will probably need a bit of a refresh. Bruno will get the opportunity to do that if a lot of players leave because by default they need to bring players in 
Uh, Does Bruno get his yeah. back four next season? Start next season, a dwarf player back four, yes or no? Uh, I think they try it, yeah. I think I think they give it a go, whether it succeeds I mean, shipping or not. goals for fun in a, in a five. I know it's not as simple as that. So, you know, OK, I'll, I'll ask you another question then, put you on the spot. Um, <laughs> Bruno, Bruno plays a back four to start next season. Is Max Kilman in one of the back four? Is Max Kilman? Yes, he is, yes. Is Toti Gomez in one of the back four? Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say no. Um, is Willy Bolly in one of the back four? I'm going to say no. Is Roman Sace in one of the back four? No. Is Connor Cody one of the back four? Yes. So what you're saying to me is Wolves are crying out for a centre-back for years. Um, they haven't delivered and Connor Cody and Max Kilman are two of your back four. Potentially, And they don't yes. sign a centre-back in the summer. Not. Um, I think they potentially start the season like that. Obviously, the window will go on until the end of... August, but I think they potentially start the season like that, yeah. Okay. Um, however, if they haven't brought in a big sign in, in, in centre back, they may be forced to play the five. But if, for example, size is going, um, let's say, for example, Willie Bolly does go, whether he, I think he's got a year left, they may not have enough <laughs> numbers <laughs> to, to play a five as well. So that's sort of where my thinking comes from. Um, Are Conor Cody and Max Kilman good enough to, to be in a back four for Wolverhampton Wanderers and Wolves to contend next season, would you say? Um, no, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. I think Kilman, yes, I think you need someone else alongside him. Not that I don't massively rate Cody, and I do, and I think he offers a lot off the pitch as well as on it, but I think in a back four, Wolves are crying, as you say, crying out for a centre-back But if they can't compete, Liam, if they can't compete, you're saying that they can't compete for a European position, then do you think that Bruno Large will still be in a job come the end of the next season if they're not competing, which means that they're basically battling for mid-table obscurity at best? Um, if they're battling for mid-table end of next season... Well, if you say um, they're not competing, I would say competing is probably in the top nine because top seven is probably European football, so you're saying 10th, 11th, 12th, which is mid-table, so I'm, I'm just putting just you know putting the dots together, thinking that they're going to be between 12th and 14th, 15th, in and around there, with, with that that pairing, is Bruno, will Bruno Large be be secure in doing that? Will the fan base be happy with that? No, probably not. Um, I wouldn't say secure, no. If he's had two seasons and and Wolves have dropped in the second season, and well, after, I mean, we don't know where they're going to finish this year, of course. But the flip side of the coin is if you're not getting the players that you want, if he wants a big centre-back, marauding centre-back, if you wanted James Tarkovsky who's out of contract this year or someone along the lines and you're not getting them, um, then your hands are tied. So you can look at it both ways, can't you? I feel like I'm being interrogated here. Sorry, I, I did. I did go into. Um, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I was in SAS mode there. You know what I mean? Get him across in the dungeon. I wasn't and, even uh, sure. The, I wasn't even sure what the last question was. I was just like, you know, stood there. Good <laughs> scary when I want to be. I stood to attention, waiting. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. There's lots. There's lots more discussions to be had. And maybe maybe at the end of the Liverpool game when they've, they've gone there and won four nil. Um, that yeah, be, exactly. Uh, everything, everything's rosy. We're all good. Um, okay, uh, a couple of things uh, to clear up. Uh, first of all, the I know a lot of people asking about the American tour, aren't they? The tour to the US of A. Now there has been a lot of developments. We couldn't say too much because of um, it was basically in flux, wasn't it, over the last few weeks? Can you give an update on pre-season and what the situation is at this point? Yes. So um, yeah, a bit of news that interrogation um... over, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> at ease, soldier. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit of news, obviously. Yeah, so Wolves um, were set to, you know, it's been, it's come to light now. Wolves were set to to play in something called the Ohio Cup, mm-hmm. um, which would have been in July uh, with Newcastle and two Spanish clubs, which I 
uh, believes you know reports have suggested we're going to be Villarreal and Valencia, um, which would have taken place uh, in Cincinnati and Columbus. So two places that would have been new to me. I don't know if they've been new to you. Uh, they would be new to me actually. Yeah. Yes, I'm into Cincinnati now. There you go. Um, so yeah, uh, been to Ohio, but more Cleveland based. To be fair, the, it, it, Cleveland it's all Lebron, the LeBron days. <laughs> so, um, but unfortunately, that you know the the not materialised. The plug has been pulled on that mm. one, um, and uh, it's no longer no longer happening. Um, however, yeah, yeah, Wolves are are understood to be rather unhappy about that, which you can understand. I imagine Newcastle and the other teams are too. Um, but Wolves are sort of pushing ahead with. Um, with the, with the US tour, um, are, are working on sort of who they can play, the kind of fixtures they can get. I, I suppose you know a lot will go into it in terms of you know the marketing. They they tried to break America in the, in the last sort of eight nine months with with a few of the deals they've done. It's got um, to be the right teams as well, and yeah. gate receipts etc. There's no point playing someone in front of ten thousand fans. Yeah, or if exactly. fans you want to be able to to pack stadiums out to have that interest there. Um, and, 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 and you know whether it's a, a Premier League side whether it's a, another small tournament whether it's a, a, you know a, a big name so to speak um, in MLS then then it's got it's got to be right doesn't it yeah exactly yeah because you know pre-season is on one side uh, you know very football orientated in, in terms of you know the manager getting his team ready but on the other on the other hand modern football it's all about you know there's a lot, there's a lot of commercial and marketing. Mm. Ploys that get thrown in there as well, and I, thought, and I think that's fine, especially yeah, for pre-season. Yeah, you know, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Nothing, nothing wrong with it. And they, you know, it's got to be worth their while to, to go over there. But they're, they're plugging. You know, they're 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 going ahead with it um, as it stands, and they're just working on that on that final location. I think location will be a big part of it as well, not only with the teams, but in terms of you know making a, a bit of a spectacle of it as well. So um, yeah, I think we're still waiting to to hear and find out where 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 that final location will be. They've, they've looked at a few different areas. Um, and I suspect it will be, you know, fairly soon, you know, in the next couple of weeks or so, that it will probably be tied up because you know times times against them now um, with the uh, the end of the season this week and and of course it's only in July it's coming up so uh, and the season obviously starts a week earlier with the, the World Cup as well um, beginning of August so um, yeah it, it won't be long I imagine before everything's uh, everything's finished and we can dust our passports off. Oh, dust them off. They're fresh for me, mate. You need to. <laughs> Get those cobwebs away and get that wallet out as well. Get those expensive claims in. Well, we get, we, we get, we get a pound pound a day. We get to oh, uh, try and live in bread and water from the ENS. So we'll see no, no, I, I, no, I'm not. I'm not fussy anyway. So I'm happy days. Okay. Um, right. Another person, th- person or, or thing I want to speak to you about uh, today. Sheffield United missed out on the Premier League. They they were defeated uh, on penalties so cruelly um, uh, to Nottingham Forest. Now, Morgan Gibbs White is obviously the talking point here. It was an interesting dynamic. Of course, missed a penalty. Well, scored in the game and then, and then missed a penalty. But I think throughout the season and, and even in the playoffs, he's been the shining out, shining light. Sorry for Sheffield United. Um, he's matured as a player, and there's an interesting conundrum. I kind of put this on the side. On, on I tweeted this earlier on this week, saying that Morgan Gibbs White walked into this team at this moment. And I think the most important thing for me is at this moment. Um, I think maybe people didn't really get that part, but. For me, if Morgan White was fit, he was at Wolves and he was available for selection on Saturday, I would play the guy because there's a lot of people who are not playing with confidence in that side, a lot of people who aren't taking players on and a lot of people who are not um, not delivering. So Morgan White would be an easy choice for me um, to play. Now, that's not going to be the case. However, 
If Sheffield United had gone up, if they'd gone through, if they'd gone up into the Premier League, I'm pretty sure that Sheffield United's main transfer priority next season would be securing Morgan Gibbs-White. I think that's an absolute given. And I think he was enjoying his football there. I think he would have been open to being the main man and to being that, that transfer target. And push comes to shove, I think Morgan Gibbs-White would have been a Sheffield United player next season. I think Wolves would have got a good price for him. Now, I'm not saying that Morgan Gibbs-White was not going to be sold this summer because I think there will be a lot of interest in him coming off the back of this season it's it's very much split against uh, with the fans for me half saying get him in give him a season see what he does he's a different player and there's half saying cash out now while he's at his most valuable he hasn't done it in the Premier League he hasn't done it for Wolves I'm over him where do you stand on it and where do you think Wolves will stand and mo- probably the most importantly where does Moore Gibbs-White stand is Morgan Gibbs-White going to be remember he turned down the, the chance to, to stay at Wolves in the winter to go back to Sheffield United. Does that say a lot of where he is? Does he want to go to Wolves now, who are finishing the season badly, and 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 fight for a place next season? No guarantees, of course. Or does he go somewhere else, maybe a promoted another promoted side or or, or another Premier League club where he's being told you are starting next season and you're gonna be, you know, one of the, the main people we build this side around? I don't think that he would be against coming to Wolves. I think you know Wolves are a massive club with them very, very well um, in the Premier League over the last few years. And he's, of course, he's a local lad. I think what it what it means for Morgan is wherever he goes, whether he comes back to Wolves or goes elsewhere, I think he, and he probably is ready now for this as well, wants to be playing regularly. Um, if Wolves can't offer him that... Uh, and that doesn't necessarily, by regularly, doesn't necessarily mean he starts every single game because there's, there's Wolves players, important Wolves players, that don't start every single game under Bruno. But to be a regular feature, playing, starting every other game, starting two and three, something like that, um, I think that's, that is going to be the, the real uh, catalyst for his move or whether he stays. You know, if, um, if, he, if he's not guaranteed that or if he's not at least... Um, Offered that by by Wolves, uh, I think he'd be very keen to to move on. Um, and 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 really, Wolves have got to got to weigh up their options um, this summer because they they could command a, a very decent fee for a player who came through the academy. Well, that's what I'm uh, saying. Sell to buy situation. Yeah, you know, exactly. you're looking at something like that. If you can get a couple of players in the line or a player that they need to, then then you're going to have to assess all. All offers. What I would say is, from from their point of view, is if you are going to sell Morgan Gibbs White, you are not going to be short of offers. That's for certain. And then if you do get a bit of a bidding war, of course, young English player who's you know gone down the lines of what Harvey Barnes did for West Brom um, and and going to Leicester City, there'll be a lot of people who can see that and see. Okay, we'll play. We'll pay big money for him. However, he could he could double or triple that 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 with his age and with his impact in the Premier League. Because if you have a season. Where you go and score eight to ten Premier League goals and you make yourself undroppable, Morgan White's transfer could double in one season from maybe fifteen to thirty. So that's the kind of stick or twist scenario I think Wolves are looking at. Yeah, I think as it stands right now, that there really is no decision on his future. It's very much up in the air. I mean, Bruno likes him, has liked what he's seen from him. Of course, wanted him to come back in January. Um, and he just, he chose to stay out on loan, uh, which is actually I do think quite a, 
a mature decision to make. It's very easy to come back and go, you know, I'm a Premier League player, come back and sit on the bench for, for four or five months or carry on playing at Sheffield United and have a very good end of the season, which he did. Um, and I think for me, you know, you mentioned Harvey Barnes, I think it's a very good example. You can also mention players like Jared Bowen, Mason Mount, who have, who have been down in the, in the, in the, in the championship and, uh, and done very well and got their, their moves or returned back to their parent clubs and, um, and, and done very well in the Premier League. For me, um, for, for what the money would be if you sold him this summer, you mentioned 15. I think that's probably about right, maybe 15 to 20, if, if particularly there's a bit, of, a bit of a bidding war, a few clubs after him. Um, for what you could get around that figure and for what Wolves could command in the future if he comes back and does well, I mean, we've seen glimpses of it as well. I think it would be a mistake to let him go this summer. I think, um, I think there's... You potentially could really regret letting letting him go. Um, equally, it could you know it, it might not work out. But for what is I know, a lot of money to me and you, but not a massive amount of money to modern football clubs, um, I, I think Wolves can. It, I think they, they can take a calculated risk by giving them an opportunity next year. Um, and calculated risk is the right, right way to put it because they need to make additions as well as bringing him back in. But um, for someone like him to not only beef up the squad, but I do think, you know, really try and uh, and break into that that first eleven. I think there's there's potential there, and I think in terms of what Bruno might want to play, in terms of system, or if he does play this same system, and let's say three midfield, I think Morgan fits into that really nicely as this sort of Dendonka role on that on that right side. Um, yeah, I think there's there's, there's a lot of uh, possibilities for for him next year in a Wolf shirt, but it, it really comes down to playing time. I think it's all about attitude, really. I think, um, I think from my point of view, if Morgan Gibbs White comes back in, if he sits down with Bruno and Bruno will sit down with him, and and, and Morgan said, "Look, I want to fight for my place here. I think he's one hundred percent a Wolves player next season." If he's wavering, if he's like, "I don't know, I don't really want to, I'm not sure," you know, I, I need I need guarantees, and Bruno can't give him guarantees, or or you know, he comes and says, "Look, look, I, I, need, I need to move on here. I need to move on from my career. I want to be elsewhere." Bruno's said many times that he's not going to keep a player who doesn't want to be at the club. So I think it will be more on Morgan Gibbs-White than anybody else, really. Um, I think Morgan Gibbs-White wants to stay. He will stay at Wolverhampton Wanderers. If he doesn't, then I think they will, they will, they will, they will sell him. I don't think there's a scenario where he will sit. Where he'll be sat down at the end of the season and go just to let you know, bro, um, Morgan, we're, we're transfer listing you. You are going to be available for, you know, to, you know, get your agent going and, and and see what you can come up with. I don't think there's that scenario there. I think no, it will be a lot so. on on Morgan Gibbs-White and what he wants to do in his career. Um, I, I, I've been a, a big. Um, Detractor of Morgan's White uh, over the past couple of seasons, I think quite rightly so. I was, I was, I was not a, a fan of what kind of what he was showing on the pitch, but also I think situations off it, which didn't yeah. help himself um, in and around um, COVID times. Prior to that, um, I'm sure that's just part of the growing up process. And I think, I think, I hope that from what I've seen so far this season, there's a maturity that's kicked in there, and I think he's got his head back into his football um, and. Yeah, like you say, Keno, I think he could be a massive asset for Wolves going forward. But that's got to be on him. It's got to be on him. And Wolves have got to see show, see signs of that as well. You know, you can talk a good game, but you've got to see signs of that on and off the pitch in pre-season and stuff. And, and they'll, they'll make a judgment pretty quickly, I think. Uh, but there will be talks. There might have been talks already. But um, there will be talks that um, that will be happening very, very soon about Morgan Gibbs-White. And uh, it could be a fascinating summer ahead. Shall we take some, some questions from the peeps? Let's do it. 
First of all, football prizes as well. There's some cracking prizes uh, today. Connor Cody, Sam Boot. I think the um, the auction finishes at 7.30. I'll tweet a picture of that out tonight. Remember, you get a 10% ticket discount code with the uh, the code WOLVESPODDY in capital letters. WOLVESPODDY, all one word. And, of course, we'll be giving out a special free entry as well. So um, I think the Raul shirt, so the ticket sold out pretty quickly, I think, in a week. So make sure you get that. And there's lots of spot prizes as well where you can get um, an Eto signed shirt. There's some great memorabilia as well. So remember, that's at football prize, underscore football, underscore prizes. Um, but I'll be tweeting that out later on. But a cracking little uh, partnership we've got going there. Right, okay, here we go. Some questioners. Uh, five minutes of questions, Kino. Um, Smee says, has Bruno done enough to remain at Wolves? Keep it quick. Yes. <laughs> so there we go. Is that quick enough? Um, Scott Jones, do you think world politics will, will play a part of Fosun spending big as the Chinese have their eye on Taiwan, which would lead to sanctions being placed on them, probably similar to Chelsea? Um, oh, that's a really, really loaded, tough question. Um, I, I think it's difficult to believe at this point that that makes much of a bearing on Wolves. Um, yeah, I, I, no, I'm going to say no for the time being. I, I need to look into that a bit more. Frieza, why does Jathan Nuda get so many questions? Um, is one of you enjoying some dirty alone time with him? Well, Jathan's actually got a question. He oh, says, um, he says the, the Nigel Pearson Memorial Charity game that happened um, this week at West Brom, uh, Express and Star team versus West Brom team, um, which uh, was won by the Express and Star team, by the way, with a few, a few other periphery in there. But really, most importantly, the Express and Star members. Um, I would like to say they won 8-6 and there were lots of goals from from former uh, Wolves and, and Wolves links um, Mr Alex Dickin from the Birmingham Mail scoring 4 Joe Edwards scoring 2 Nathan Judah not conceding at centre back for 65 minutes even though we conceded 6 somehow not saying anything but there was a back line of uh, West Brom and Aston Villa there for quite a long time that was, was pretty um, well porous shall we say um, the main question, the main question, it goes to Mr. Liam Keane, who talked a big game before it. Definitely and, did not. Um, this is this long tweet. Big game before it, and um, and his past past success rate in the first half was was about eleven percent. So what what happened there, Keane? You've got this really weird obsession with me apparently talking a big game, which at no point was ever said. Uh, can I just say that I've, I've I've heard from different sources that you've said exactly the same to them as well. No, I can tell you exactly what I said to Mr. Joe Massey, who I know exactly that's who you've spoken to. No, no, it's a different person actually. Oh, whoever it is. Um, <laughs> the only thing I said was that I've got a decent engine, and I think I showed that because I was the only one in midfield running around. I had two people next to me who just stood there. Before um, you got moved to go up top because you were losing the ball in midfield, so George was had to had to come back in. Losing the ball, I didn't have top. the ball. <laughs> I didn't have the ball to lose it because I was running around on my own. Uh, and you brought the referee with you. I didn't know the referee was your mate. Yeah, there was a last minute uh, issue with the ref that they had sorted, um, and I'd mentioned to Massey who was organising it uh, beforehand that um, my mate is an Albion fan and he's a qualified ref if you need him and then I got a message the night before saying there's any chance he can get him down luckily he was off work so uh, questions uh, another question from Faisal um, I mean I saw a little picture of, of Mr Nevers looking very teary in the lap of honour um, he did look teary didn't he yeah, um, he did, uh, maybe the lighting if, you know, if we're going to be kind to him maybe the lighting's not helped but he did look a bit he did look a bit he looked like he'd just been watching um, Ice Age 2 at the back of a cinema with me and, you know, he was, there's, there's a woolly mammoth just about to fall to his death and uh, no one wants to see that. Um, um, look, is Ruben Neves going to be here next year, basically? Yes or no? Oh, that's a really tough one. Um, I'm going to say yes. 
Oh, interesting, really. Okay. I would say the 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 people who've got the golden ticket to go to Liverpool Anfield on on Sunday, just um, just enjoy them again, just enjoy them again because you don't know when the last the last game is you're going to see him. Hopefully, let's hope let's hope he signs a contract extension. Um, I'm probably I'm probably on the flip side of that, Kino. To be honest, I think we might have seen the last of Wolverine. Ne- Ruben I'm Nevers very I'm very close there at, 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 yeah. at Molyneux and uh, you know one more game to go this season. Uh, Wibbly Wibbly Wobbly says, uh, "Do you know anyone?" Uh, Edward Wibbly says, "Do you know anyone with a good surname that wants to marry me and become a Wibbly?" Ideally, looking for a Wobbly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you could have been speaking a different language. Then I've got no idea. <laughs> Wibbly Wobbly. Um, Rich Martino says the under twenty threes play a much more fluid, positive three four three. Well done to them, by the way, coming back from that disappointment in yes. penalties against West Brom, and, and you were there, Kino, on um, advancing through to the final, which is Monday. I believe season ticket holders are free, although they need to reserve their place in advance, and there is um, you can pay a small fee on the door if you don't, and, and go and watch that game. Uh, we should be there, Kino, as well. Which looking forward to it, so that'll be a good one. Um, well, cool. oh. I mean, is, I, I, yeah, I was hoping you weren't going to say that because I'm actually not there. What? I know. What? I was I was hoping to maybe break this to you off air, but it's it's sort of uh, it's sort of come to light. Yeah, um, this is awkward. Yeah, I'm I'm actually gutted to be honest because I've been to obviously you know their big games recently. I've been to mm. games throughout the season. Mm. I was really hoping it wasn't going to be Saturday Wolves women, Sunday Wolves, Monday Wolves under twenty three. It's the trifecta to end all trifectas. I know. I was really, really hoping it wasn't going to be the Monday the twenty third. But I'm, I, I've actually got, got other plans. A single day of holiday, oh. and uh, okay, you got to, got to, you've got to, you know, you've got to make sure the missus is happy. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, well, I've got uh, stuff going uh, on. Um, should be, um, I should, but uh, but we do have someone coming in. To, to cover me, I don't know whether you'll still be going now because if I'm, I'm not still there, going, yes, yes, no, no, I'll be if, there. No, but if I'm not there, I know that you, you know, you get. I you'll can get enjoy myself. That's me. correct. Yeah, I can actually yeah, yeah, have some yeah. coherent conversation with with uh, you know a decent analyst for once. <laughs> I would love some coherent conversation with someone else as well. Um, we've got Mr. Lewis Cox covering for me, our Shrewsbury Town reporter, who is oh, uh, God, stepping, I'm not there. making, I'm not, I'm not making the step. No, up. I'm not going. I'm not um, what? <laughs> I'm only kidding, Coxie. I'll be there. Um, are the under- he basically says, are the under-23s better coach? Does Bruno not want to play that way? Oh, I, th- I think that's very harsh, isn't it? I mean, he, you know, Bruno obviously wants to to play that more you know, front-foot attacking style. Um, under-23s football is so different. It's so much slower. Um, and, and Wolves have got a lot of very technically gifted players who play in this, in this very similar way to the first team and, and deliberately set up that way for you know bringing players through for obvious reasons um so when you know they are able to get the ball down and they have that time and space they do create they do create a lot of openings um i think that's i think it's very very harsh to, to say that back i know i know just got to ask the question you know these are the ones who rang in okay very quick keep going kino very quick uh, is next season make or break for fabio uh yes i think i said that last week when paul mansell was in yeah i think um yeah next season's a big one for him there are lots of asking about best moments of the season, best memories of the season, guys. Um, ask them again next week because that'll be a better time to answer them, I think. Would, wouldn't you say? I think that's... Because we can say the 6-1 six, win at Anfield is up there. So we can yeah, um, we can answer it a little bit better. Um, Nick Davis, uh, can, you, can you see why... Wh- can you ask why the players have been given so much time off when performances have been so poor? Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting question. Um, I think, you know... There's some Man. pictures of some some players, you know. I think abroad wasn't there, or yeah, they, earlier on in know, the week. I, th- I think the timings of some of their trips are, are probably not been ideal. But 
from you know from Bruno's point of view, you know, it, it's a bit of a, a man of management style, really. Uh, it, it's not. It's, it's worth a question, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll look at that because um, it's, it doesn't give off the best image, I think, to some fans, um, understandably. Saiton, would you take one hundred million, one hundred million pounds um, uh, to total now for Neves, Morgan, White, and Adama Traore? It's a tough question. That um, I, mean, I totaled we... this up in my head and came to an answer. Gone. I say yes. Um, yeah, I think I think I'm very. I, th- I think I'm just about a yes as well because it, it really hinges probably on how much you. Value Neves, I think. Um, Rebecca Vardy or Colin Rooney? Says Freeze and Wolf. Can I say neither? <laughs> we can say whatever you want, mate. Uh, it's, I mean, that is just a farce, isn't it? I mean, is anyone really interested? Yes, the Athletic. Uh, Whitey <laughs> says, if Wolves beat the Liverpool on the uh, on the final day, would you take part in a jiu-jitsu lesson with Liam Keane Starr? You have given him enough stick this season about it. If Wolves beat Liverpool, and if, oh no, I can't say that because they could play the same side again. And Come on, turned over. It's Come Champions on. League style. No, no. Come no, on, no, spit no, it out. No. All right, I'll, 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 I'll take you down on the mat. How's that? I am so shocked you even mentioned that question because uh, I, I saw I, I'm it. I'm just scrolling I, through. I haven't scanned these questions, have I? So that's why I saw it earlier. Forgot to to bring it up. Um, and the fact <laughs> you you mentioned it, I'm shocked because you've just said it now. So if Wolves win, yeah, we we got a lesson on the mat. Oh, this is going to be. Oh, I'll take glorious. you down. I'll be doming you. Doming you win. <laughs> uh, okay, let's have a look. Um, a lot of people are saying Wolves going to play back four next season. We've kind of discussed that, haven't we? Odds on large staying it for next season. I would say pretty high, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. I think pretty high. Uh, a lot of people say never stays or never goes. So you think stay? I think go at this moment in time. The Wolves women are playing Saturday against Southampton. Please get yourself there. Massive game against Stockport. They are under underdogs going other, into the game. Other way around. It's at Stockport against. Uh, sorry, Southampton. is that what I said? South- <laughs> Don't go to Southampton. I'll be like, hello. Anyone? Anyone here? <laughs> You'll be Gina, in the where, wrong are area. where are you? <laughs> They're at Stockport against Southampton for the massive playoff game. Southampton favourites going into that game. But goodness me, all the work and all the hard grit and determination. I think they kind of like it. Dan McNamara kind of likes that they are underdogs. I know he won't be there at the game, but I think we'll thrive on that. And uh, look, if they if they play like some of the games that we've seen this season, there's no reason why they can't go up next season. Oh yeah, going into the new league next season. What you it's a big, big game, big big game. Um, I've got a couple of interviews coming out uh, tomorrow with a couple of the, the women players as well. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It's a, it's a real, real big occasion for them. And yeah, they are underdogs. You know, Southampton have thrown a lot of money at it. They're, you know, paying players got you know a lot of hierarchy behind the scenes. Wolves are working towards that. Hopefully next season if they can get up. But it's um, yeah, Southampton have thrown a lot at it and uh, are definitely definitely favourites. But um, I think Wolves are, are hopefully going to thrive on that. And uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of fans going down, so it should be a really good occasion. A few people asking whether Morgan Gibbs White can play on Sunday now that the season's finished for Sheffield United. No, I don't know. Don't I don't think that's ever been a thing, has it? No, I don't Quite think he, he, he won't be in the matchday squad. That's one hundred percent certain. And a couple about we'll, we'll kind of a couple of people saying that Connor Cody to Newcastle um, that they came in for him in January, made an inquiry about him. Um, could you see Connor Cody uh, not being here next season? Um, I think he'll stay, but I, I don't think it's impossible that you see. Um, that you, that you see him go purely because, not that he can't play a four, but he's obviously not as well suited to a four, and I think everyone knows that, and Wolves are going to need set-back signings. Um, 
so it, I think that the formation's a big one. If they do want to make that change, that may impact it. But then equally, you know, what he offers on and off the pitch um, and how excellent he's been, he'd be a big miss. So, um, yeah, I, I don't see it being impossible. But I do think it's unlikely. I think he stays at Wolves. It's Liverpool, it's Wolves. We are Anfield on Sunday, last game of the season. Um, not Nothing to play for, really, apart from go, trying to finish eighth, I guess, in this league. Yeah, so, you know... I want to say nothing to play for. I mean, there's a few million quid to play for, isn't there? So uh, that's fully on my um, on my description. But it's a shame that they, they they're not uh, going down to a European football, at least having a sniff of a chance. But that's it's not to be. How do you see it happening? Liverpool, of course, can win a title, can't they? So they're going to be all guns blazing, um, regardless of the fact that it's more likely, of course, a lot more likely that. Um, that City are going to be there, but they've got to win the game and hope that Villa can do them a favour. And look, there could be a few twists and turns. I can remember a few years ago now when I was I was doing the game with Spears at, um, at Anfield and, and City went down early and, and Liverpool scored early against Wolves and all of a sudden they were they were the ones who were who were going to win the championship. It didn't happen that way, but um, it could be an interesting afternoon. It'll be a pleasure to be there, Keener, with you. Um, what, what do you see... Bruno selecting, do you think he will just go with his tried and tested and, and go to his main men? Personally, I think he'll just go to his, some more senior players here and just and just see what they can do. I, th- I think you're right. Um, it feels like a bit of a, an afternoon that Wolves probably have to just get through. Stop um, the bleeding. Yeah. You know, it might, it might not be the most attractive game in the world, but it would not surprise me if the likes of, you know, you've got Johnny at the back, they'll play, probably play three in midfield. Uh, maybe play Neto with with Jimenez. I don't think you'll be seeing an all all singing, all dancing, all attacking Wolverhampton Wanderers away at Anfield because let's be honest, Bruno does not want to finish this season with a four or five nil spanking. No, and the way Wolves are set up away from home for the majority of the season, particularly against the big clubs, you'd imagine he'll play. Which surprised me if Marcel comes back in, to be honest. Uh, exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, I think he, he plays the three midfielders and he probably goes to a pretty sturdy. Solid yeah. defensive shape to try and um, to try and see the game out. Um, look, of course, you know the the competitive nature inside him. He's, he's going to want to go there and try and get a result. But uh, everything works against Wolves, unfortunately, because yeah. um, of course Liverpool can win the title, and also the fact that City can't afford to draw if um, if Liverpool do win, because Liverpool then take the title. Um, so you know, let's say City are nil nil with Villa. And Liverpool get an early goal. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they're top of the table as it stands. It's it's not the best position uh, to to try and see a game out because no. see, uh, Liverpool are going to have to uh, you know add two three to that to try and you know make it make it secure. So um, I think you have to just see the afternoon out. I think he plays that. I think for me, it's probably you know the the three five two siren goal. I think probably the the, the back through. We uh, we expect. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that actually, I don't know because will will Totti Gomez play? Um, will he go? Will he go with what? Bolly? He, he, Cody. He might, yeah, and he might go Johnny again. But then he's got a problem with right wing back because the only other player who, unless you play Jacquinho, which is obviously an attacking move, is, I is think, to play I think, I think, I think Totti. I think Totti's earned his place in there. To be yeah. Honest. I so think I think Totti, Totti probably does play because yeah. otherwise you're having to play having to bring Hover in. And I'm not yeah. sure that's going to happen. So yeah, so, yeah so it's I, not fit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something. Saar, uh, Bolly, Cody, Totti. I think Johnny and uh, Marcel wing backs. Then Donka, Neves, Moutinho. And then I think, as you said, uh, Neto, Jimenez is probably the front two. We'll see. I don't think there'll be much experimenting. I don't think there'll be much. Amazing for Totti Gomez in it. You, you know, <laughs> six months ago, and then then you're playing last game of the season. You're playing against Ostalep, who's fit. Mane, you know, Diaz, Firmino, 
Uh, it's just you know, Jota, unbelievable, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, playing Anfield. I mean, talk about dreams. I mean, that is dreams. It's an understanding in good stead. He, I thought. I know we didn't spend too much time on him this, but he, I thought he was excellent and one of the shining lights, really, against uh, against Norwich. And, and look, he's he's going to be better for the for the experience. I think he's earned that spot, hasn't he? Yeah, no, yeah. I think it's worth giving him a, him a mention. He was um, he, he was easily the standout defender and one of the standout players for Wolves against Norwich. <laughs> Not that it was. Uh, Particularly difficult <laughs> to stand no, no, out no. against some of the performances, but no, I thought he did very well. Um, yeah, very uh, good, good positionally. His awareness, his his timing for tackles. I think everything was was very good. So, um, yeah, I think um, for my money, he plays. Uh, there's a slight question mark whether Bruno will play in, in my head, but I, I think he probably will. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's the lineup. And as I say, it's an afternoon. Really, I say that's the lineup. That's what I think the lineup is, and by uh, by whatever time, you know, three o'clock on the on Sunday, we'll realise how wrong I am. Um, but yeah, I think it's an afternoon. We'll have to just get through. Um, final prediction, then, yeah. Kino. Final prediction for the game. Um, let's let's please give away a shirt. We haven't given a shirt away all season. So one, two, three shirts, one training top, and an, and a miscellaneous item of your choice. We're going to go with you to finish it off because um, you haven't done much better. So law of averages, you've got to win this one. I'm going to say Liverpool two, Wolverhampton Wanderers nil. Unfortunately. That's exactly what I was about to say. Oh, okay. So you're going to get a Liverpool win. I promise you. I, I don't think it'll be embarrassing, but I think it'll be fairly comfortable for Liverpool. So yeah. I'll go 2-0. I'll go I'd, like, I'd like to say we could snatch a one one draw and maybe if they had something to play for, then maybe. But yeah, the way things are going at the moment, if they can't beat Norwich, then I'm not quite sure where they're going to get anything against Liverpool. Um, Keenan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. 53 minutes into this podcast. That's uh, that's that's a record timing. I'm sure some people will be happy that we... Uh, we, um, we we tracked and, and checked the banter for only the first four or five minutes rather than 10 or 11 that we go for. But uh, uh, it'll, it'll be back to double the length in the, in the last week, 253, because we will be uh, having a, an end-of-season roundup um, next week uh, before we go on a little bit of a Holly Bobs and, uh, and back in July. So, Kieran, it's been a pleasure. I'll see you at Anfield on Sunday. Well, I'll see you at Stockport on Saturday. I'll see you at Anfield on Sunday. Certainly and, will. Uh, and I'll just be looking around like that John Travolta gif on Monday for a Molyneux. So um, <laughs> it should be a good one. From me, from Keen, have a great weekend. We'll see you on Sunday at Anfield. Take care. Bye-bye.